everyone. Welcome back to, should I call a therapist? This is Jane Margaret. I've had some interesting interactions. I mean, I would say in the recent past, except that I've had interesting interactions my entire life. And I am a strong believer of you need to look inside at the common denominator. Did I say that right? Common denominator. This means that when something is going on in your life, you keep seeing the same patterns over and over and over again. And whether they have positive effects or negative consequences, then you have to look inside and say, okay, what's the common denominator? If Lindsay does not know India, nor have much interaction with Chris, what is the common denominator? This girl. I am the common denominator. I was listening to a podcast recently, and I'm trying to remember which one. I think it was called Dames Who Dish. It's really clever. And they were talking about how crazy attracts crazy. And I'm sorry if you're a very good friend of mine listening to this and are going to feel like I'm hurting your feelings. I don't, I'm not intending to hurt anyone's feelings. However, it just makes me, I I think it's an interesting observation. It's interesting to me that crazy attracts crazy. Okay, well, this makes sense and it makes perfect sense. So then I wanted to dig down deeper and figure out, okay, what exactly is my crazy? And while I am probably the, well, here we go. I mean, this is going to be a super offensive podcast to everybody I know. Um, only strangers listen. If you know me, press stop. And you know, like If you know me personally or a good friend of mine, press stop. If you're a family member, please press stop. Because the following observations are maybe offensive. The con, the 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 crazy, or I'm sorry, what I was going to say was when it, within my family, I well, my mother's the most normal. She we've established this. She is rotisserie in the crispy bucket of no in the Kentucky Fried bucket of chicken. We're crispy. She's rotisserie. Got that. Next normal, quite honestly, in the line is me. And I only say that because I am the next quietest to my mother. So it goes the most talkative, my dad. The, or the most talkative and boisterous, my dad. My sister's next. My brother is not necessarily loud, but he never stops talking. He is a nonstop talker. My mother told me that when she would pick him, she always wanted to be the parent that dropped he and his friends off at the movies instead of the person that picked them up. Because if she was the person that picked them up from the movie, he would recount the entire two-hour movie in her car. <laughs> and she said it was so painful. So anyway, she... uh so that so he's the next so starts with my dad then my sister then my brother then me then my mother so that makes me the second most normal person in my family now normal is 
subjective. Now, I don't know the difference between subjective and objective. So um, if I use that incorrectly, I do apologize because I've never, ever learned the difference. And I just throw them out at will uh, whenever it seems good. Today, subjective sounded good. So that's the one I'm using. Anyway, the... I'm the most normal, which means that I attract, this is my own opinion and my own observations. I attract the least crazies of the crazies. That's why sometimes I do have some normal friends. Lindsay is a normal friend. Aaron, pretty normal, borderline. Um, that's all I got. Um, Lindsay is my most normal friend, but I do have Leslie super quiet. I've always been loud and talkative, which then means that I attract the quieter people. Uh, this way I don't have to compete with them and they are, they can sit back and be entertained without having to do much work. Trish is a quiet person, but she's crazy. Um, yeah. Things that she encounters are crazy. So anyway, I have to talk her off the ledge pretty often. The point in all of this is to say what I learned in the podcast. In this podcast I was listening to, I think it was Dame Sue Dish. I'm not positive. Might have been Pink Shade. You know what? I bet it was Pink Shade. And those gals said that crazy attracts crazy. And they said, when you're raised by crazy people... Then when you meet crazy, you don't really notice. And it was so freeing to hear that because I, all these years, 49 years, I've been wondering, why do I attract so much crazy? When I show up to run club on Mondays after a weekend and I tell Lindsay what's happened over the last week, we just saw each other the previous Wednesday. From Thursday through Sunday, well, really through Monday because it's Monday night, when I get back to tell her the latest stories, it's full of chaos and wildness and you won't believe this and guess what this person said and blah, 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 all this. And it's not that it happened that weekend, but it's just things I remember. So then she is just listening to all this and she must wonder, what on earth is up with this girl? Well... I was raised by crazy people, and there was a ton of chaos in our house. My dad was a wild maniac. Fun, 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 fun. Wild maniac, but like partying it up was super normal in our house. And not necessarily my mother. She was totally normal, but she took it. And so partying it up was normal. Being very loud was normal. In fact, if you were quiet, then you got shoved into a dark corner and overlooked. So it was a lot of competing over who could be the most entertaining, the funniest, the loudest. And that's basically been our household, whether just over holidays or whether it's in on the telephone or what, whatnot. It's always, that's the dynamic of our family. And that subsequently means that I attract people that are wild, energetic, super fun, have wild stories, extreme, extreme experiences, and the like. 
And those are the people that I like to surround myself with. I love hearing what's happened to them because it makes me feel normal. And I, it, it doesn't even really impact me or affect me to hear their wild recaps because uh, it just, yeah, yeah. You know what? When that happened to me, here's what I did. <laughs> it's almost like we could commiserate. And then the normal people, Lindsay comes and she says, well, we had turkey for dinner last night and it was so delicious. And I think, wow, that's wild. You stayed home on a Friday night and did you have any wine? Oh no, we didn't drink at home that night. What? How did you get through the night? And I mean, it is so normal and I love it. I do love hearing that too, because then it grounds me and reminds me that as we get older and I start to live that type of life, which has been going on since mid forties, then that is totally normal. But until I got to my mid forties, I had no idea that people stayed home on a Friday night or on a Saturday night. I had no idea. And social media almost ended up working on me the opposite, how people say that they get FOMO or envy or any of those um, jealousy, any of those negative connotations or negative um, effects. I had the opposite. I would see people posting on Friday at 7 p.m. what they're watching for television that night. And it was freeing to me and and impactful to me to see, oh, it's okay to be home. I had never granted myself permission to be home on a Friday night. And I guess I owe my ex-husband an apology because I insisted that we have action and activities every minute of every day. And it turns out people stay home. So that social media worked for me opposite. It gave me more insight into normalcy instead of always expecting the crazy. But the other part, going back to this revelation that I heard on this podcast, and these aren't doctors or anything like that. They're just regular women stating observations that they have. It was, it was cool to hear that crazy people are, are people that have been exposed to wild circumstances their entire life then attract and feel normal around wild circumstances. And honestly, at Run Club, there are so many wild people there. When I say wild, I don't mean, um, you know, standing on their heads or doing headstands or keg stands or I don't mean dangerous people. I mean wild personalities. Okay, let me take that further because that doesn't really describe it. Wild personalities means uh, there's a guy at Run Club named Jed. Jed is married. I, I don't really know. Jed told us what he does for a living and he works for the city and he has a desk job at for the city and probably Aaron knows he listens better than I do. So I, I'm not positive what Jed does for a living, but it is a desk job with the city. His wife is a physician and they travel to very elaborate places almost once a month. And they stay in gorgeous hotels. I follow them on Facebook. They stay in gorgeous hotels and they have all of this. That to me is a wild deal. 
you go on a trip every single month and you stay in these fabulous places and do these wild adventuresome activities every time you leave your house. That is amazing to me and wild. I love it. But that's what I mean by wild. I don't mean they're driving 150 miles an hour without their headlights on. That's dumb. I mean, outrageous. So the we're, we are surrounded by that. I wonder if we could get inside Lindsay's head. I would be curious to hear what she thinks. She's so normal. My sister-in-law, Tracy, she's normal. In fact, we were talking about some family things and we were talking about you know, this and that and da 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 And she was saying, yeah, but I mean, shouldn't it be this way? And I said, you know what? You're a normal person. You think that because you are a normal person. Here's what we think. And I was trying to open her eyes to what wild people think. And I don't know if she fully got it or not. I have no idea. Because I would wonder what a normal person's lens, whether it's with their eyes or with their ears, What does a normal person hear and see? They must see totally different things. We could be in the exact same room having the exact same conversation and they would hear it and see it completely different than I would. I love it. I love all these differences in people and I love surrounding myself by so many different, so many people that have different perspectives, because then if you all were able to share your perspective on the exact same event, it would be fascinating to me to hear all the different recounts. Just like um, when they talk about if you're the witness of a crime, how you could ask five different people the same story. We all saw the man steal the woman's purse. I say he was wearing a green coat. Bryce says he was wearing a gray coat. My brother says he's wearing a blue coat. All of us would see it completely different. And that's just a minor example. It's, it's, it's fascinating to me. Personal differences and, and perspective differences is fascinating to me. And in a way... Whoa, I'm going to really enter something new here. In a way, I would wonder then... When you call a therapist, you go to the therapist, are they, this happened to me, and this just dawned on me right now. uh, I'll ask the question and then I'll say what happened to me. The question would be, and it's rhetorical, but the question would be, when you go to a therapist, are they treating you from a scholastic and book perspective, or are they treating you from their own lens? Are they treating you from their familial background and their birth order? And how much did their people speak? And what was their childhood like? What was their adulthood like? That's fascinating to me. This did happen to me when my ex-husband and I went to therapy. Everyone said, I I announced that I wanted to divorce. And multiple people said, that's fine, but you'll have more, not clout, but more um, respect in your divorce if you attend therapy. So, okay, I'll go to therapy. And what if we actually put it back together? That'd be interesting or amazing or cool or any of it. I mean, I I didn't want to be divorced. So 
sure, I'll go. And he said he would go. So we found a therapist and pretty randomly, it was pretty random. And it was a female. I liked her location. I didn't pick her. He picked her, but I did like her location. And I liked that she was female. We go and we went to eight sessions. We never missed a week. We went to eight sessions, two months straight. And I realized that maybe that wasn't an, I don't know who, it doesn't matter today. I like my life today. However, that's what we did. And I got frustrated at about, I was about to say episode, (laughs) at about, and then I was about to just say season, at session, I'd say five, I bet session five is when I got frustrated because I started to realize that her advice and her ears and what she was hearing me say versus what she was hearing him say was completely from her perspective. And she was not being objective. Now I do know the word. That is the right use of that word. She was not being objective in listening to our situation. She was thinking how fabulous the picture he was painting sounded. And maybe it did sound fabulous, but I didn't like how I felt inside his picture. And I'm I'm being vague because I'm not going to go into all those instances because it doesn't matter today. It was fascinating, though, that or it wasn't fascinating. It was frustrating because I couldn't get her to hear me the way I needed to be heard. And I needed some validation in what I was saying, and she could not do it. She could not provide that to me. And I don't hold it against Well, I hold it against her personally as a therapist. I don't hold it against therapists in general. I wonder how, as a therapist, you see clients without invoking your own experiences into their um, diagnostics. I wonder how you are able to meet them where they are and... I would think you need a therapist too. If 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 I was practicing as a therapist, I think I would also need a therapist because I would want to unpack everything I'm carrying around to ensure that I have a very clear, open mind towards my patients. Yeah, that's it. I think I just nailed it. Well... That is it. I could go round and round and on and on. We all know if you've ever been around me for multiple hours, I send it back and forth and forth and back. It's a little bit better when someone's chatting against you, but I can almost hear what you, all of y'all are screaming at your um, telephones or your cars or wherever you are listening to this. I can almost hear you screaming back, no, this is how you would do it. <laughs> Trying to answer those while I answer my own. It's fun. Talking to yourself is so weird because I I thought it was going to be harder and I thought it was going to be a little more difficult to have a full conversation with myself. And then I realized I've been having full conversations with myself since birth. (laughs) This is old hat. And then someone asked me, how do you, because I, I told you before, I listened to every podcast and I, Uh, On the day that it comes out, I listen to it through um, Apple Podcasts. And 
someone said, how do you listen to it? And I laugh at all the same, I laugh at all the right jokes. I laugh in all the right spaces. I get it. I get it just the same as if I was an audience member. (laughs) And as much as y'all think I amuse myself, I do. I totally do. It's not an act. Okay. I will let y'all go. Take care. I hope everybody's having a great day. And please tell a friend. I just realized what I haven't asked you to do is I haven't asked you to please tell a friend. Please tell a friend about this podcast. Spread the word. I really appreciate it. And don't forget your five-star reviews. Hit subscribe. And I will talk to y'all soon. Take care, guys.